Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we're committed to resourcing people in worshiping God and serving others meaningfully for community transformation. Here is the week's teaching. Are you guys happy? Come on, clap, keep, keep, keep those fingers, come on, come yeah. I really, really love him. Do you love Jesus? Come on, say. I really, really love him. Everybody say. Everybody say. I really, really love him. Come on, love. Love Jesus. Come on. Come on, everybody. Come on. Hey. I really, really love him. Now, turn to your neighbor. Neighbor, say, neighbor, do you love him? Ask him, do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Come on. Now sing to them. Come on, sing. I really, really love him. I really, really love him. Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? I really, really love him. Come on now, put your hands up like this. Uh, uh, I really, really love him. Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? I really, really love him. Now let's tell the Lord, I really, really love you. Tell Jesus, come on. I really, really love you. I really, really love you. Come on. I really, really love you. Woo! Hey! Ha! I really, really love you. Lord, we love you this morning. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I really, really love you. Usually, usually, because, you know, um, when it's ministers' events, ministers are usually, like, uptight. Sometimes, the most... When you go to a leadership minister's conference and you look at the first row where all the big pastors are, they don't even know how to worship. It's like they forgot. They're like, put your hands up. They don't want to wrinkle their coats, you know. They forgot, they've forgotten how to do because it's, oh, no, no, I don't want to dignify myself, so. But we're going to worship Jesus tonight, this morning. Amen. Come on. Sorry, I know you'll probably expect some really, really like intro and all that. Well, let's flip it a little bit. Come on. Sing, sing. I really, really love you. Tell Jesus, tell Jesus this morning. Come on, tell him. I really, really love you. With all my heart, with all my mind, I really, really love you. I really, really love you. See, everybody sing that. I really, really love you. Sing. I really, really love you. Ooh. With all my heart, I really, really love you. Ooh. Hallelujah. Sing, sing, I really, really love you. Hey, hey, hey. I really, really love you. Woo! Okay. Okay, band. Yeah, control yourselves. <laughs> Woo! 
My name is Dennis Sempewa. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's a privilege and blessing to be here. Thank you for coming. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Thank you for coming. Tell him this to neighbor. You look good. Now, that neighbor doesn't believe you. Look at the other neighbor and say, neighbor. Uh, you really look good today. Amen. Amen. I want to, I want to honor Pastor Moses Sonari. Thank you so much for hosting us, Mose. Pastor Mose. Uh, he's, he's making his way here. Um, Apostle Grace is coming too as well. He's not here yet. Pastor John is also making his place a good day, making his way here. Pastor John Chibuka. Um, he's not here yet as well. I want to, Dr. Dr. Dorothy Chisaka is also, I think, kind of making his way. There's traffic, there's traffic, traffic jams everywhere, I think. Dr. Sabrina Chitaka, how are you, Dr. Sabrina? Dr. Sabrina, stand up. She, she doesn't want to. She's, uh, 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 there she is. <laughs> it's good to see her. And, of course, my, sil my sister, blood sister, Sylvia. My brother, Duncan. And where's Roxana? Roxana... She's out working somewhere, Roxana, and the whole team of Worship Harvest. Good to, good to, good to just honor you. I want to honor you for putting all this together. They, they even built a boat. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, my Eagles Wings International Team, Sami K. Sami, stand up. Sami's here. <laughs> Stephen and Angela Muyimwa. Come on, stand up, guys. Awesome. Known them for like 40 years, you know, Stephen and Angela, just childhood friends. And Dr. Richard Bukhead here is as well here. He's a dear, dear friend, part of the team. And Brian and Akello, I don't think they're here yet. Yeah, they are designers. And it's just all the men and women of God and everybody who holds a position and those who are just normal. How many regular people do we have here? Uh -huh. Yeah, I just, I, I am not, I don't have a title. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just Danny. I'm just Paolo. I'm just Kakembo. I'm just I'm just a normal. How many? How many normal? How many normal people do we have here? Come on! Oh yeah, those who don't have titles, we just love you and thank you that, that you're here. How many are hungry tonight, this morning? Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I am hungry. The neighbor, I'm hungry. Now, how? Now, how? You guys have been. <laughs> How many have really, yeah, I, this is not, I usually ask this question in America and they're like, people have to think about this when I ask, how many have ever been really, really hungry? In, in America, if I ask that question, people have to think about it. I don't know if I've ever been really, really hungry. I'm like, you really? You should ask this in Africa. Africa, come on. How many have ever been really, really hungry? You see, see, yeah. And, and you know, when you're hungry, when you're totally hungry, and, and then somebody suddenly comes and sets a meal in front of you. How many know you don't go, um, 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 um do you have ketchup? Or, or you don't go, um, um, where's the napkin? I need a napkin for my, or, or you're like, uh, where's the cups or the cutlery is not really, no. How many know you just eat? You just eat. You're just like, just give me that. And so this, this morning, um, if you're hungry, you're just going to eat. Amen? Um, 
I pray that, that God would just touch us and challenge us. And in fact, if you like everything I'm going to say, I've missed the mark. I, I don't expect that you're going to like everything, and I don't want you to like everything. In fact, if, yeah, please don't like everything, because the issue isn't really for you to like what God's going to set before us. Throughout humanity, when God speaks to men and women, when God speaks to you, you don't go, ah, that's good, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Usually when God speaks, how many know we go, oh, we go, oh, man. In fact, in fact, the Bible talks about how whenever God appeared to speak to man, they go, oh, get away from me because I'm, 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 I'm not even worthy. So how many know God's going to speak to us? Come on, say, say amen. So when God speaks to us, we don't go like, I like that. Wow, I, I, that is really good. Wow, God, thank you. Wow, wow. We, he usually, he will say, yeah, I love you. You're amazing. But we've got work to do. But I want you to change this. But I want, you, I want to stretch you over here and stretch you over there. And this is going to hurt a little bit. Amen? So are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? Are we all ready? Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for these hungry hearts. Thank you, Jesus, for um, your voice. Speak to us, Lord. Give us here to hear, ears to hear your word. Pray we don't debate it. We don't reason with it. We just receive it. Pray you keep our minds here in this crazy world of technology and just connectedness and wandering around mentally from all of our needs and issues at home. I pray you help us stay right here that God, you would change us. That you would impact us. Disturb us, O oh Lord, if you must. But Father, please do not leave us the way we came. Change us. In Jesus' matchless, majestic, glorious, amazing name. And everybody said. Everybody said. Come on, everybody said. I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes on the subject, huperetas. Everybody say huperetas. It's a crazy Greek word, and you're going to understand a little bit. Everybody say huperetas. There you go. There you go. That's how it's spelled, huperetas, huperetas, huperetas. 1 Corinthians 1.28, the Bible says, And the base things of the world... And the things which are despised, everybody say despised. One more time, say despised. Hath God chosen. God has chosen those are despised. Everybody say again, despised. The Greek word there is exothenio. It means detestable, hideous, disgusting, nauseating. I know, I know. Those, that's what God has Chosen. Everybody say chosen. Chosen is the Greek word eklokomai, which, which means hand-picked, hand-selected. Yeah, the things which are not to bring to know the things which are. Ephesians 1.4, according as he has chosen, everybody say chosen again. It's in chosen, eklokomai means hand-selected again. 
in us before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. I had a little thing here. Ah. All right. Do you know what it's like? This is the picture. God says, I want to use someone. I want to use a man, a woman. I've got a task. I've got a task to accomplish. The word eklogomai literally means God does this. A bucket full of good, white, 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 and God is literally going through, mm, I, want, I want someone to use. I want someone to use. I want to, uh, he goes, um, nope, too nice, too educated, too put together, too uh, connected. Uh, this one is too, this one is too gifted. This one, this, uh, this one, uh, hey, 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 hey. Uh, and when it picks you, everybody goes, <coughs> detestable, exothenia, like, ew, not that. Everybody say, ew. But when it picks you, he says, while well, everybody's saying, God says, oh, that's the one. That's the one. That's what it literally means. God, on purpose, picks what's rejected. On purpose, he goes for inadequate. On purpose, he goes for incompetent, ordinary, perhaps second class. Why? Because when he begins to do his thing with this, this is not going to say, you know what? I, I was cool. Um, I was really amazing. No, no, no. This knows I couldn't do, I couldn't be, except for his hand. So how many of us were like this? Ah, I know some of you are feeling like, yeah, I'm a little, I was a little bit like, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. No, 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 no. Look at your neighbor. Neighbor, hey, that's me. Come and say, that's me. That's me. How many, how many were substandard? We're not the best, not the prettiest, not the smartest, not the most competent, not the most gifted. Come on. Do we have any amens in here? You were, you were not the brightest. I was not the brightest. I was not the sharpest. I was not the most connected. That's me. God chose me. God chose that which was not the best. Why? Because he wanted to show his glory. The pity, the, the shame, the problem is once this begins to get used, and God's showing up and he's doing amazing things, we have a lot of this feeling like, I'm, I'm kind of good. I'm, yeah, I'm. I am, I'm really, no, the minister, my friends, must live with a constant, as a constant companion, the idea 
that I am nothing. And he's amazing. We don't get to become so like, woohoo! No. Every day, even when I was in the hotel room, I was praying. I was like, God, God, are we gonna, Lord, I pray. I, 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 I'm going to talk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak. Me? My family knows me. Me, me. Dennis Sempewa. Ministers are going to gather and I am going to teach them? Fine, I have some experience and some education, but, but Jesus, please remind me that I am but nothing. You be big today. The power of this morning is not the eloquence of this. It's not my giftedness, my anointing. The power this morning is your hunger. The hunger in the pews. Not the power, the giftedness of the pulpit. The hunger in the pews that makes the difference. Are you hungry this morning? Amen. Are you hungry this morning? So, he make, he's a specialist at doing that. So, Paul then writes to the Corinthians. says, now let... 1 Corinthians 4 1, this is pretty cool. Stay with me. Let a, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Everybody said ministers. I want to say ministers. Ministers, that's the word here, the Greek word. This is a really cool word. I don't know why Paul uses this word, but he does it on purpose. The word ministers is the Greek word huperetas. Everybody say, let me read it again. Huperetas. I'm going to read it again. Huperetas. Huperetas, these were um, low class. Everybody say, low class. They were sometimes criminals. Sometimes were outlaws. Outcasts. Who were gathered and put in the bottom galleys of ships. Hipparetus were sentenced to a lifetime of darkness in the bottom galleys of ships. Because big ships, the reason why I brought this is so you guys can kind of imagine, amen, with me, what we are called to be. Everybody, how many ministers do we have here? Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe by the time you're done, you, you, won't wanna, you won't wanna put your hand up. How many ministers? Come on, ministers, ministers, yeah, ministers. Say, say, say this, I am a minister. I must say, I am a minister. These guys were placed, this huperetas, Paul uses the word, we are, let every man, so account of us, we are huperetas. We are designed to get down in the bottom galleys of ships. And our task, their task, was to row row. They sat hundreds of them on, in rows because these were big boats and these big boats didn't have engines. They needed men to move them. So these guys sat in the bottom galleys of ships and all they did every day for hundreds of hours was to row.
Row, 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 row. They rowed and rowed and rowed. They were chained on benches. And all their job was to row, to row, to row, to row. Paul says, you and I, we have been, it's been accounted of us to, come on. Row, row. Put the next slide up. This means that ministry, my friends, it's not number one. Easy. It was a easy. Ekakati God is calling me, but you know, man, it's it's a little complicated. These things are really hard. I have to, man, I have a lot of work to do. When people call me, yeah, God's calling me, but I can can I just? I say no, no. If you're looking for easy, you don't want ministry. Ministry is not easy. We are called to row. Everybody say row. I'm going to say row. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. It's not easy. It's not easy. Number two. It's not comfortable. Everybody say comfortable. You know, you, so you tell somebody. I remember this one man. It was, you know, young man. I want to serve Jesus. I want to serve Jesus. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And then I said, well, um, well, if you want to serve um, in the mornings, we need people to come in the morning to kind of push the chairs together. And, and you ah, 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 but me, I don't like to wake up. I don't want to wake up early. Can I have like a, can I, do you have something to, for me to do after? After like at noon? Because me, I don't, I'm not a morning person. I'm thinking, ah, come on, come on. Everybody, come on, say. Ministry, number three, are you ready there? It's not cool. <laughs> Can I sit on the front row? Can you just, you know, ministry, yeah, no, no. You start at the bottom. You get to sweep in the floors. How many leaders here have swept some Floors. Ah, look at look at that. Now, you guys, one look. Put your. I'm gonna count. Put your hand up real high so everybody can see. One, two, three. You have swept a floor somewhere. Ooh. Uh huh. No, but uh, when do I preach? No, no. That's not the question. When do you sweep some floor? When do you sweep some floor? Number th number four. What's that? What's next? It's not glamorous. <laughs> Before there's the limousines and the security and all that. That's not what we look for. I remember this one man of God. Big, big church. You know him on TV everywhere. So I was ministering in his church and, and we were walking out of the special room and security all over the place. And, and this woman comes and breaks through the security line and comes and he hugs. She hugs him. Her son had just died, and she was so distraught. But so she had snot all over, you know. She was just tears and all. Over. So she she just hugs him, and she holds on to him, and he's like, "Okay, okay, God's God's good. You're gonna be okay. God's good. You're gonna be okay." And I'm thinking, "Oh man of God, you're not comfortable." Huh? And the woman is like, <laughs> and just everything is just snot all over his jacket. 
Security is like, ma'am, mom, 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 security. And then, and then, so the, finally, the woman, he pushes the woman away. And as he's walking, he says, Dennis, come on, let's go. He's walking. He is so mad at his security guards that they let the man, the go, the woman through. Say, how how do you let that guy, the woman through? How do you? I said, look, look at this. This is my, this is a $3,000 Brioni suit that she just messed up. And I wanted to leave. I just, I was thinking, what? That woman is why we're doing what we're doing. The crowd is great. The, the lights are great, but we are called to cry with them. They, we get to row. Everybody say row. Come on, we get to row. Everybody come and say row. Come and say row. Row. Good to see you, Pastor John and Mama. Pastor John Chibuka and Mama. Awesome, awesome, awesome. awesome. Thank you. Say, come on, everybody, say row. Come on, say row. Again, say row. Ministry is not glamorous. It's not glamorous. Before you hold the microphone, you get to pick up the broom. What's next? It's not what? Autonomous, meaning you are doing your own thing the way you want to do your own thing. No. Bible says, be ye submitted one to another. I am going to have an opinion about how you're doing what you're doing. Amen. We don't, we're not renegade. We don't write our own script. We don't create our own ways of doing. This precious gospel is thousands of years old. We're called to serve Jesus. We're part of an incredible family of saints. Amen? What is it not again? The last one. It's not predictable. Ah, just give me three steps. Somebody's gonna, somebody told me the other day, um, I want to serve ministry, but you know, um, I just, I want to, I think I need, for me, I'm a planner. I want to know what God is going to do next year and next year. If I have a three-year plan, I'm good. No. We get to say yes without knowing what we're saying yes to. In fact, faith is this incredible art or the discipline of learning to walk in the fog of the call of God. You get to walk without knowing where you're going to go. You get to say yes. Uh, I want to say yes, but what am I saying yes to? You don't know. Jesus walks up to, to, <laughs> to Paul. Pete, no, to Peter and this guy's fisherman. Peter in the morning. Can you imagine Peter in the morning? Bye-bye, honey. I'll see you later. See you. Bye. I'm going fishing. Yeah, okay. okay. What are you, what are you, honey, what are you eating tonight? Uh, I don't know. Just whatever. I'll bring you some fish. So he goes and he goes fishing. James and John, his friends, he picks them up here. So they're cleaning their nets. This man comes up. They know him. He's Mary's boy. Apostle Grace, good to see you, sir. So he comes up and he says, um, follow me. What? Um, follow me. And they, like zombies, 
follow him. Yeah, there's no plan. Can you imagine Peter, Peter's wife, maybe finally saying, uh, honey, um, maybe, maybe, he, maybe, maybe Jesus and Peter, they kind of go by Peter's house. Um, hey, uh, darling, um, I'm going to see you uh, soon. Uh, wait, you went to go fishing this morning, right? Uh, yes. What happened? Uh, Jesus said to follow him. Um, where? Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, wait, wait. Um, um, okay, 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 honey, that's good. But uh, what about the kids? Because we know Peter was married. Jesus went to heal Peter's mother-in-law. I mean, no, you can't have a mother-in-law unless you're married. Okay, so, so Peter, Peter has to tell his, his wife, um, honey, uh, okay, uh, so, so, okay, good, that's good. So Jesus, yeah, well, we know Jesus, Jesus is Mary's boy. Yeah, no, no, he's really different. He's touching, because everybody knew Jesus on the village. Amen? Jesus, for 30 years, he was normal. You could kind of find him carrying a chair for his bop, his dad. Now, he also had a, a little bit of a scandal, Jesus did, because his mother kept saying um, that Joseph wasn't really his daddy and that somehow an angel had come and, you know, um, we don't really know the story. Can you imagine? This? Okay, these are close-knit families. They're like African villages. Mary, Jesus is going to marry Mary. Joseph is going to marry Mary. Wedding is set. Everything is set. And Mary says, uh, honey, uh, um, I've got a, a secret, something to tell you. What? Uh, I'm pregnant. Uh, what? By whom? Uh, uh, an, an, an angel? Uh, an, 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 what do you mean an angel? Um, yeah, he came that I've got God's seed, which is, you know, it's kind of, I can't explain, but yeah. The Bible says Joseph privately wants to just end this thing, you know. But angel appears to Joseph. We know the story. Jesus grows up. There's a cloud of a scandal. Bible says Mary kept these things in her heart. She didn't say, oh, by the way, hey, he's God's kid. Joseph would have other, Jesus had brothers and sisters. But he was the firstborn who was kind of like had a scandal. His, God, his daddy is God. Uh, yeah. Jehovah, kind of really, Jehovah came and what did something to Mary and yeah, uh, there was a scandal. In fact, these things were kept in her heart the whole time. So when Jesus comes to talk to Peter, says, hey guys, follow me. They're like, Joseph, Mary? J Joseph? Yeah, he says. So, so Peter, again, Peter is now trying to explain to his, his, his wife. Um, we're going to be going uh, where? Uh, I don't know. Uh, how? Uh, I don't know. Uh, for how long? Is it good? Is it two weeks? Is it a month? Because, honey, I can do this for one month. Um, I don't know. This is how it begins, my friends. These are our predecessors. So when you say, God, use me, you don't have a right to say, God, I'm it would be really good. My hours are. 
we don't get the right. In fact, I see, I see, I see. If, you, if you're going to serve Jesus, you're going to work a lot. You're going to come early. You're going to leave late. They're going to rub you wrong. And you won't have a, a right to say, how dare you? There's something that I call volunteerism. When somebody has been doing their thing, I man that door. That's my spot. I have seen people really go crazy over their spot. That's what they, just what I do. I am, I'm, I'm pastor security. I am, I am. That, we get entitled about our spots. We don't have any right. My friends, you are huperetas. Your job is to roll. Endless hours rowing, rowing. Are they gonna run over you? Yeah. Are they gonna, you're gonna find people just despising you, look down on you? Uh huh. That's part of the job. Part of the job. They're gonna look down on us. We come not to get big, we come to serve. And rowers, amen. And last one temporary. It is not temporary. This is for a long time. We get to do this until our eyes close. Amen? Row. Look at your neighbor. Row. I want to tell him, row. Tell him, row. One more time, row. Amen? 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 I usually put it that way, this way. In the kingdom of God, we get to descend to the top. You want a microphone? You don't go for the microphone. Find the broom. Find the toilet. Sweep the toilet. That's how you get here. You don't get here by being, you get here. There was a debate as Jesus is kind of getting to the end. He's famous. He's famous. Jesus is famous. The disciples started to think, well, wow. Um, when things begin to happen, I need a spot. I think he's going to march on Rome. Oh, yeah, he's going to march. No, what you, can you imagine as they say, miracles are happening, all the Pharisees, you know, okay, I mean, I, what, you, what do you want to do? You think you're treasurer? Are you going to be governor? Are you, so they, let's, we're going to talk to him. Jesus, um, Jesus, how do, we, um, how do we get up there? How do we lead? You know, notice the Bible doesn't even talk about, Jesus doesn't even talk about leadership. There's no word called leadership. Jesus doesn't talk about leadership because they want leadership. He says, you want to lead? You're going to serve. To get here, if God graces you that you're able to ever get here, you serve. The problem is when we get here, we forget how we got here. We are called to serve, 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 serve. To row, to row, 
to roll. So 1 Corinthians 4, 1, let a man account of us as ministers of Christ and then stewards of the mysteries of God. Everybody says stewards. Everyone says stewards. There's a Greek word or economist. It means a manager of a household or household affairs. We are managers. We are under roars a long time. Lots of work. Work to steward. Everybody says steward. Steward. Steward of the mysteries of God. I don't know how a sinner gets saved. Have you guys figured that out? We get, don't get to know how an addict is freed, how an addiction is broken, how a curse is broken, how a limb is healed. We're called to steward the mysteries of Jesus. They're mysteries. We don't get so good that we kind of know how this works. We don't ever go, I don't know how this works. I don't know how you can talk to people for 38 minutes and they come crying. We don't get to know that. We don't get to know how the saving grace of Jesus really works. It shall forever be and it must forever stay a mystery. The mysteries of Jesus. That's what we're called to steward the mysteries. In fact, I dare say, whenever we attempt to demystify the mystery, it loses its power. I run a Bible college, and, and on graduation day and all these doctorates, whatever, the people are graduating, I love to say this every day. Every time we graduate, I say, hey, students, you know a bunch of things, right? Hey, man, because, you know, they've gone through college. They're all just really smart. They think they're smart. And I tell them, you know, the height of knowledge of the things of God is to finally know that you cannot know. To know that it's not about how much you know. And when you eventually get to know how much you don't know, then maybe you know. Amen? We are called to love God. And we are called to live in a place of constant wonder over the amazing mysteries of Christ. Jesus is amazing. Jesus is amazing. How he takes this is amazing. How he takes the broken man, an addict. How many of you were addicted to something here before you come to Christ? Uh-oh. I know you're in church and there are pastors here. How many people were addicted to something? How many were into some stuff? How many were the low of the low? Jesus, how Jesus takes us and says, I want to use this. is amazing. It must forever be amazing. In fact, my job before I stand up here is that God help me not to figure it out so much that I demiss attempt to demystify the mystery of Christ. It's beautiful. It's glorious. It's incredible. And even after we start to serve and God blesses us with people to serve, may we live with the constant awareness. I am called to row. I'm going to row. I'm going to row and row and row. I'm going to row and row and row endlessly.
Is it happy? Are you always giddy? No. Are you always like, yeah, this is fun? Not really. It's not supposed to be fun. Privilege. You better we get to say, thank you, God, for calling me into these bottom galleys. Hallelujah. I will serve you. They're going to misuse you. They're attacking me. Yeah, I thank you, Jesus. I still, still, I love you. Still, I would rather be attacked for you than be somewhere there, lost. Amen. We are called to serve Jesus in the simplest of terms, to serve Jesus Christ. Amen. I was, I remember when I went to America the first time, you know, Limited X were traveling and God was opening all these doors and we went to America and it was awesome just finally seeing our heroes, you know, the guys, you know, all of a sudden because of our mix of music, as you guys maybe know a little bit, maybe don't know, the story is crazy. Um, we, <laughs> when we wrote Malibongo, Malibongo was a fusion of African street rhythms and pop sounds, you know. And, but we had practiced a lot. We used to practice, I used to have the band practice all night Thursday, and then we would pray all night Tuesday, every single week, even through the bullets and all the bombs. So, we were ready. In fact, I usually say, when opportunity meets preparation, that's, that's what caused the breakthrough. So, we were in London, didn't have really much. We were struggling. We would still, every night, we would practice for several hours, all the way till dawn. We'd wake up at 5 a.m. to pray, 5 to 7. Pray every day. This is our lifestyle. One day, this church calls Kensington Temple. We have had a cancellation. Um, can you guys sing? And we're like, oh, yes, we can. And we got out there, and we bust out. They didn't have any instruments. We just bust out a cappella. I think it was, We didn't care that they didn't understand. We said, you're English, you can listen to us. Where you make us sing English, we're going to make you listen to Luganda. Four-part harmonies. They were like, oh, what is this? And we bust out Malibongwe. Oh, hey, hey, Malibongwe. So next day, Brit Ugandan group takes England by storm. Because there, there was all these very famous people in this church. Before you know it, there was all this. That year, we won the award for Best British New Artist. We were not even a British. We're not British. We're Ugandans. But we just so happened to break out right as the nominations were coming in. And so they put our name in there. Limit X. And everybody voted. Yeah, these Africans. Before you know it, the press was calling Limit X Europe, Europe's answer to America's boys to men. Then there was those Stevie Wonder and all this, you know, all these things. And then we in America. So we fly to America and I'm just so, for me, I'm just excited. I want to meet these guys that I've read about, you know. I met them and I'm like, uh. you know, because one day we were just, we were, 
were invited to this little party we were in, in Nashville, the party, and it so happened to be at Michael W. Smith's house, you know. So uh, Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant and everybody was in, the, in this little place. And we're like, oh, can you guys sing? And we just began to sing. And, and, and then I started to meet with them. And I'm like, eh, uh, I don't like this. We would perform with them and minister. And they were in the wings. I need to get on right now or I'm going. I'm like, oh, I thought you wrote a song about humility. Uh, 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 uh. Then we started going to the big churches. Oh, I was so excited to meet my big pastors, you know. Whoa! I'm like, uh, uh, I like your books. In fact, even today, I think one of my saddest days as a young minister is when I met my heroes. I wish I'd never seen them. I wish I'd never seen them cuss. I wish I'd never seen them shun somebody because they didn't want dressed as much. They broke through their security lines. I wish I'd never seen that. I wish I'd just read them. They had forgotten. They had developed amnesia. But we are locked up perpetually under the bottom galleys of ships. And our job is to row, 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 row. And even when we climb these this, this places of success, we get to the top. May God help us not forget. sitting talking to this mountain climber one day and he said Dennis you know when you climb mountains it's crazy when you get to the top the higher you go he said the thinner the oxygen I was like uh, tell me that again oh yeah the higher you climb the thinner you so you you could be physically fit and you want to climb Renzori mountain yeah yeah you can do it physically but you couldn't do it because you need prior to summiting you kind of need to get your lungs used to thinned air because up there you're going to be and if you just climb you're going to die and I was like ministry we climb, we climb, we climb finally you have the mega church oh up there yeah, the oxygen is thinner. That's why you read sometimes stories, expert climber walks off the cliff. I'd really get surprised. What, what, what? He's an expert. Yeah, this is his first. He has conquered the seven mountains, but this one, he just walked over. Yeah, because he had he, the oxygen deprivation caused disorientation and he walked off the edge. Do you know what that's like? Is when you read, oh, pastor, he just takes his secretary and he runs off. What happened? Oxygen deprivation. The man, you, here, you know. 
you who are up down here, you like, you don't do that, man of God. Oh, the man of God is drunk from a loss of oxygen. He's disoriented and he's doing stupid things because he's up there and he's drunk on the fame and the crowds. There is, I am telling you as man, as one who has stood in front of 500,000 people, I am telling you there's a buzz to having the microphone up here. You're like, it's like, as, as Pastor Grace, right? When you stand up here, there is a buzz to this, but you don't live here. We live there with you. We also go to the toilet. We also have issues and have headaches and whatever. And you, we all, we just, but up here, there is this buzz to having power. And when you have, when you have, this is a natural phenomenon, I'll tell you just from a psychological standpoint, when you have hundreds and thousands of people telling you, oh man of God, had it not been for you, I would have died. These are, now listen to me, these are facts. Because the man of God or woman of God will stand up there and will preach God's word and healing. But it is a mystery. We don't know how God heals people. It's not up to us. We, mm, mm, and God begins to, mm, addicts, you, I am not intelligent enough, eloquent enough, gifted enough, sharp enough to persuade a human concerning the works of God. It is not possible. None of us are that brilliant. We get to speak and break the, Oh, the word of God. And then God does his thing. He does it and it's amazing. So, but we are the ones up here. I'm not diminishing the power of the platform or the man of God, a woman of God standing up here. There is a need. We come. And by God's grace, thousands are coming. But they're telling you how you are amazing every week, every week, Every day, it is not possible for a human to, at a certain point, not feel like, I think I'm cool. Because before, before you blame them, before you blame them, hey, hey, you have not been up here. Before you say, how can you do me? How can you? Wait, you, you don't know what it's like. Sometimes, even security, even security. You don't know what it's like sometimes for for getting rid, because I've, I've read these letters. I'm going to kill you. My wife got saved. I was, you know, she was my wife. Now she loves Jesus because of you. Today, I'm going to shoot you. I've read the letters. I am coming to your church. This is where, I'm, you want to know where security comes from? This is where security comes from. It's not all, all crazy. And there are threats, credible threats every Sunday. I will, I, will be on the, I will be on the fifth row and I'm bringing my gun. So you're here. Hallelujah. Praise God thing. And you're like, row number one, two, three, four, five. Shakarala bosepiti. 
seat to put and and you and you think and 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 you're thinking I, I better not be too stable so you, so you move around a little bit just just in case there's a psh, you're like you know you're like oh, Jesus is amazing hallelujah he's oh yeah be, because and 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 you walk out you walk out there and 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 your, your secretary is going to say well that, I guess he didn't come but you think but but then you you're thinking well oh man I've got a Wednesday night service. Maybe he's going to come on Wednesday when there's less people. But the, he doesn't retract. He doesn't say, oh, sorry, I forgive you now. I'm not coming. No. So what happens is you have diligent men and women around you who say, Pastor, we're going to watch out. We're going to watch him. They don't have to, they don't have to kick people away from you. But this is why the, I'm trying to demystify the whole security thing. Of course, we override it. And we over, we, because again, it feels great to walk and people are guarding you. Even that feels good. But we're not called to that. We are. You peretas. And at a certain point, I have to say, Jesus, if I'm taken out by a bullet, hallelujah, because I served you. Because I served you. What a privilege to be shot because of Jesus. But the man of God must, or woman of God, must get there. Otherwise, you're like, why are you not guarding me? No, 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 no. No. And it roars. And it roars. And it roars. So in America, I found this church that was the average church was, even today, and I go to those big churches, people are like customers. Dazzle me, impress me. Or I'm going to go to the next church over there because they've got better smoke. They've got better lights. Their band is cooler. See, there's options today. So the church has become sort of like a marketplace. I gotta impress you. People are sort of like, even people are talking in terms of churches as giving units within the church. It's been so perverted now because of the consumerism that has come from there into here. In fact, the first few minutes of even me talking today, you were thinking, okay, where is you going? Where is his angle? What is you doing? Can you, what is your theology? What scripture? What version of the. You're probably, you're probably stuck on what version? Of Bible I'm using. Like, is that NIV? Uh, I don't know. I, I've, I lost you because you were busy trying to figure out. First Corinthians 4 2. Uh, I think that is one and a half. I think it's 2A. Yeah, I'll tell you that is 2B right there. Moreover, it is required. So that's 2B actually. That's why I try to help you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because, because again, there's this idea of that. It's kind of gone now. We become ministers these days by virtue of, not this, but because we have charisma and we're connected and we're cool and we're amazing and we're charming. And yes, we also can pray for a sick person and they get healed. So that's the pedigree these days. The pedigree is all 
Give me your menu, your catalog. What do you have for me? So people come to our churches and they're thinking, Mose, uh, Mose, okay, what do you have for me? So we ministers are now catering to this. I better not talk long. I've heard a man of God tell me, God's telling me to just go six weeks on forgiveness and just, we just, God wants to do some work, forgive, you know. So he comes and he does one week and he gets a nasty email. I don't want you. You make me feel uncomfortable talking about forgiveness. Do you know what he does? He says, um, we're going to move on to a different series because of one email. Because one email is supposed to represent 6,000 people. Starts. Starts. Forget what God's told you to do. We're now catering to them. It's been flipped around. We are stewards. We don't work for you. I'm sorry. The minister doesn't work for people. We work for the boss, the man. He sends us. But, and Pastor Mose, we've talked about this, the most difficult problem with leadership in the church is the people you're leading have as much access to your boss as you do. So when you come and say, the Lord is saying this, I say, well, the Lord is not telling me that. <laughs> and you can't quite debate them. I call it, we call it, in, my, in, my, in the ministry, we call it the nuclear option. When someone says, uh, God is telling me, I'm like, okay, we're done. Because what are you going to say if God, no, God's not telling you? I can't, kind of can't say that. I've seen young people just completely, yeah, um, God is telling me, I know I'm married, but he's telling me to marry, to, to just change my wife. And you know, he's, I just really, the Lord is telling me, the Lord, like, well, what can you going to say about that? If God's telling you, well, of course, that's not God, but you have as much access to him as I do. So we lead not by coercion. We lead not by manipulation. We lead not by gamesmanship. We lead by serving. As we serve Jesus, he begins to stir people who you don't even pay. You don't even pay them. My team is just, we have about 24 people working in the ministry and none of them are even black. They're all white Americans. All of them have way more money. There's multi, multi-millionaires who just work for me. And I don't pay them. They even, they, they, I, can't, I couldn't pay them. And every day, see, when I look in the mirror, I'm still the little boy who was born in Mokono. And I'm like, whoa, God, you are amazing. You are amazing. I get to serve you. And I better not forget. Today I said that Jesus, as you used me this morning, I better not think I'm amazing. I'm just but a donkey. You're riding this donkey. When the donkey is being ridden, you do, 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 do. hey, 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 the donkey's being the donkey starts, and everybody's like screaming, hey, Hosanna, Hosanna. You know, the donkey's screaming. But the donkey kind of thinks, ooh, they're screaming for me. 
They're not screaming for you. They're screaming for you, the one who rides you. He's riding you. And they're just they're so amazed. When the donkey, that donkey was taken back to the little shed at night, he probably thought, wait, 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 wait. Where's Hosanna? What happened? Well, sorry. He just, Jesus is not riding you anymore. I am but a mere donkey. In fact, in my team, I don't really even read the stories. I don't read the stories as much. Lisa knows, you know, I don't read the critics because I don't work for them. But I don't say, oh, yeah, just give me the, real, the nice stories because the critics say, no, 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 I don't read the stories, the, the nice stories either. Because I didn't cause them. I can marvel at them and say, wow, but I better not get immersed in them lest I begin to think that I perhaps had a part in the story. No, I was but a mere donkey. Jesus, oh, oh, this is this, what they call, the, they, they call them like Dennis babies around the world. This is your baby. <laughs> when, when my, when my wife, because I, I pray for people and they get, they get babies, you know, barren people. And so, and so I remember when I got married, oh yeah, my wife, Ingrid, this woman says, oh, Dennis, ah, praise God, I've got your baby. And she's like, honey. What, 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 what is she saying? Oh, no, no, baby. Just, I prayed for her in Nairobi and she had a, oh, really? But she called him your baby. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's an African. That's how we say in Africa. I, Africa thing works out so good for me because she's, she's Romanian. She's Romanian. So I say, baby, doesn't work. That's an African thing. African thing. We just, she's like, oh, okay, okay. She's cool. You know, but, but yeah, but they're not Dennis babies. I, how can Dennis make an, a, a, a childless woman have babies? Isn't that even ridiculous? It is the hand of God. Dennis is but merely a hand that touches and creates, and then whoop, Jesus does his thing. I am mesmerized at the mystery. And my job is to steward these amazing mysteries. Christ. Amen? Amen? Alright, we're done. We're almost done. 1 Timothy 1.12 And I thank Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful. Amen? Faithful, putting me in the, in the ministry. John 15.18 And the world hate you. You know that it hated me before. It hated you because, again, it's not a popularity context. He's amazing. He, we're called to serve Jesus. We're called to serve Jesus. The Bible says, I'll look, I'll read this and then I'll finish. Mark 2, 17. It all reminds me, it just sobers me up. Jesus says, it's not for the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I come not to call the righteous, but the sinners. I, I'm, I'll tell you a little bit of a parable that I kind of feel of. Jesus comes to, for the sick. Everybody said the sick. I'm going to say it again, the sick. He says he comes for the sick. He comes for the sick, not those who are well. You know how I imagine ministry? Ministry is sort of like this amazing, amazing 
like a clinic, like an ER. People are coming in and, and the master surgeon, Jesus, he comes and he heals them. He makes them well. He puts them on treatment. So, so I came to Jesus. I was brought to the ER, emergency. He came. He worked on me. He worked on me. He made me alive. And then, as I was made alive, he said, okay, Dennis, no time to waste. Come help me because somebody else is coming. So I became an assistant to the great physician. And I'm holding my little plate. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Jesus, you're doing wonderful things. Wonderful things. But, but when he healed me, he also put me on a regiment that I need every day. Need every day. Need every day. I need the word every day. Every day. Amen? Every day. But while I'm serving him, following him around as he's making others alive, I am to remain amazed. Whoa, whoa, look at that. Whoa, amazing, whoa, amazing, amazing. But sometimes, as assistants, we get to think that I think I'm cool now. I think I don't need my own meds anymore. See, because I kind of can't figure out, you know, oh, 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 who's that? Oh, he, Jesus is going to touch this? I, I know what he needs. Here, Jesus, here's Jesus. So we're handing these prescriptions out, his prescriptions, but many of us are forgetting that we also, number one, we need him every day. I need him. I need to worship. I need to worship. I need to pray. I still need the disciplines that got me here. Amen. And number two, are you ready for this one? They are not my patients. You are not my people. God's people. And some will not make it. We will cry about it, but we don't personalize it. Because this is his work. This is his work. Amen? This is his work. We are called to serve. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, I'm called to serve. Someone say, neighbor, you peretas. Someone say again, neighbor, you peretas. I'm a neighbor, you peretas. May you remember this. May you remember this. There is no doubt that in this house, there's amazing men and women of God. Some of you are in the making. They're all going somewhere. Uganda, I was at a conference in Ethiopia that gathered recently, like some of the top leaders in Africa. My friends, there's a general crisis around the continent. There's a distortion of the definition of ministry. Ministry is not where you come to get money. Pastor John is here. He's my spiritual papa. When he didn't, 
when a young man, when we were growing up, when you wanted to minister, that was not the way to get rich. Ministry has never been the way to get rich. You want a career where you're going to get stepped on, misaligned, misused, misunderstood. Yeah, ministry. Not. You want to get rich? You want to have power? You want to have influence? No. That's a distortion. This distortion has come. It's not just a just, yeah, distortion. No, no, no. This is a work of the devil. And it's, I was talking to my friend in Zambia, Botswana, Nigeria, Kenya. It's happening everywhere. Ministry is not the place. You come to get rich, get powerful, get famous. No, here in the ministry, we come to serve. This is a place where you come to lay your life down. It will cost you. I know, I know, I know you, you're not going to get excited about this. Because what you have signed up for is a life of a lot of hours. A lot of hours. We are overworked. You told me about a minister, a minister who, yeah, me, I'm a nine to five. My phone is always off at five o'clock. It's off. No, I have emailed these guys at 1 a.m. Oh, Pastor Chris, what are you still doing up? Oh, a man of God, it's okay. Yeah, but he has everybody to do his work. No, there's no such thing. God will send you people that will help you do some things, but you still, hours, endless hours serving Jesus. Will your family suffer? Yes. Yeah, see, see me, I want balance. Mm -mm. I call it the myth of balance. Show me a man, a woman who ever did anything, anything that was balanced. I know you want to kill me right now. Because it's a cliche. You have to have balance. Balance. Jesus was not balanced. He overdid every man who's called to anything. A woman, you will overdo the thing you're called to do. Michelangelo, Beethoven, practices, hours. Show me anybody who is anybody. You will work hard, extra hard. You will be overworked. So if you want to serve God, a lot of work. Your family will, my kids know. See in America, there's this thing, yeah, daddy, fathers, they throw balls at their kids every evening. Yeah, my dad, yeah, we throw balls. That's what daddies do. Throw balls. My kids, they don't know how to throw balls. I've got five children. They know because God has called daddy to go around the world. We will not have daddy every day. I have missed my kids' first walks, first steps. I almost missed some births. But my wife will tell you this. I'd rather be married to some of Dennis than to another man, to the whole of another man. I am happy that I only get these hours with him because that's what I am called to do. My wife is called to fit in the gaps 
Because I am called the nations. We're active in 22 countries, which we have to go to every year. It means I am away a lot. But that's the cost. My kids will never have a daddy. Like, they are friends. But my kids will tell you. And I was at speaking at their large, we have a, they have a large fellowship in, in college, in university. Last week, my son was in university. He said, my dad's the best dad. He wasn't there much. We didn't have a lot of him. And he sent me a text. And he said, you're the best daddy. Because when I am with them, I don't do balance. I do rhythm. When I am with my son, it is all him. I will throw the phone away. It's me. It's me and him. We do daddy-daughter day, daddy-sunday. I am inside of this, their, their lives. I don't, they're not collateral. But I tell him, son, I am not there. We'll FaceTime. Thank God for FaceTime. Thank God for, for, for technology. But I will never be there like the other daddies because I I'm called to serve Jesus, and there is a cost to it. For me, the cost is time with my family. What's your cost? Amen. We're going to pray. An old song. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it in. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. It's all about you. It's all about you. Uh -huh. Just put your books away now, if you would. And let's just, let's just gently stand up on our feet. Thank you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Tell him, tell him quickly. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. All right, now. This morning is not really like this message or these words. And again, it's the mystery of just what we do. Uh, everybody heard something different, which is powerful. Everybody heard something different today. That there is no like breakthrough, lay hands, boom, go home. Now you're a good minister. No. There's process. In fact, the breakthrough that you want, it doesn't, it's not going to come right now. It's, it, actually, in fact, it's not supposed to come right now. 
There's process. There's nectar in the wait. The wait. Yeah, but I, I've, been, I've been waiting. I've been trying to serve God for years and I want a breakthrough. We have to get out of the breakthrough mindset. Breakthrough, breakthrough right now. Breakthrough, breakthrough. These issues of formation, transformation are not breakthrough issues. They're not momentary issues. You can't come to a course, a university. I tell my students, you can't come and be trained. Now you're equipped because you've come. No, no, no. You have come and you've enlisted school of instruction of the Holy Ghost as it presses you takes time with you it's going to take time amen you're going to be discouraged oh yeah oh yeah you're going to be betrayed in fact you need a little bit of betrayal sometimes so you don't trust people like that yeah, well, what are you talking about, Dennis? Yeah, 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 yeah. God, you can read all the scriptures. Do not trust humans. And until a human betrays you, you experience the sting of it, you will never get it. So sometimes you do need, actually many times. In fact, I say this. In fact, I say this all over Africa. We're so anxious to get to the mountaintops. Mountaintops are great. They're for celebration. But true growth and transformation only happens in the valley. In the valley, where we don't like the valleys. But that's where you get to pick the precious fruit. That you're gonna, when you go up there, they're going to say, Hey, where did you get that? Oh, I, do you know where I got this? In my valley. Prickly, thorny valley. That's where, I, that's where I learned patience. That's where I learned to wait. That's where I learned to love. Yeah, but I thought you went, of course, a Bible. I got a good book on love. Yeah, good book, book, book. No, no, no. Until God schedules you, puts you with a roommate, puts you with somebody that's like, you know, worth loving. Uh-huh. Then you learn to love. So. It's all about you. It's all about you. Yeah. It's all about you that part of the song. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I have made it. I want us all to just go through a part, a part time of just, just, just repenting. God, sorry. I'm sorry for thinking that it was about, the, about ascent and about numbers and about popularity and about fame and about notoriety. It's not. We're sorry, Lord, for thinking it was anything other than washing feet. Washing feet. It's all about you, sing. It's all about you. Yeah. It's all about you. Ooh. It's all about you. It's all about you. Sing, everybody, sing. It's all about you. Ooh. Sing, everybody. It's all about you. Everybody sing, it's all about you. Let's raise his voices and sing, 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 that it's all about. Come on, come on, come on. It's all about. Yeah, let's, let's just come on, sing it, sing it, everybody. It's all about. Ooh, sing it, everybody.
of definitions and Lord we want to tell you that we're sorry we're sorry for getting starstruck and power grabbed and we're sorry that it's lost we're sorry for thinking that it's going to be a few hours and we're sorry thinking that we're entitled to a process and that we actually have to even do it like they did it and we Sorry, Jesus, that it's anything other than washing of feet, Jesus. And as these mighty servants of God, Lord, as we place our scarred, bloodied hands on these oars, may we row, may we row and row and row Jesus night and day when it's rain, when it's sunny when it's fun when it's not when we're tired, when we're fresh in the morning in the evening in the new time Lord, we, may we roll with you Lord we roll with you and we roll, we want to roll we want to roll Lord, we want to roll Lord as a church, as a body as a country, as a continent as as believers, God, we're sorry for distorting it, Lord. We, we thank you that it's, it's about serving, it's about you. And may we be found worthy, faithful. Maybe we be found faithful, 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 faithful. In Jesus, in Jesus' name. Everybody say faithful. Come on, say faithful. Come on, say faithful. Say faithful. Say faithful, faithful. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'm letting you have your moment. I'm not going to make any invitations. I'm not, not going to do anything up here. I'm not going to lay hand on anybody. But 
I want these words to just so disturb you, so bother you, so, so, so just, just trouble you, just so, I don't want you just feeling good right now. I don't want you feeling good. I want you feeling like, come on, Lord, we, Jesus, help me, help me, help me, help me. I want you, I want you feeling, I want God to trouble the waters right now. Trouble the waters right now. Trouble the waters right now, Jesus. Trouble my waters. Trouble them, Jesus. Trouble them, Jesus. Trouble them. May I not forget. May I not forget what it's about. May I not forget what it's about. Come on. I'm giving you time. I'm giving you time. I know we've got a little longer, but just come on. You and Jesus have your moment. Create your moment right there. And just, Lord Jesus, I just, I don't want to distort this thing. I don't want to, I don't want to just turn it into anything it's not supposed to. But Jesus, I, I want to just serve you, Jesus. I want to, I want to die for you, Jesus. I want to. I want to love you, Jesus. I want to love you, Jesus. I want to, I want to love you, Jesus. I want to, I want to love you, Jesus. I want, to, I want to give my all to you, Jesus. Give my all for you, Jesus. Give my all for you, Jesus. It's about you, Lord. 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 reminded of a friend of mine her name is Azita she's Iranian her and her husband the pastor of the largest Persian church in all of Europe it's actually in Gothenburg Sweden and we go there every year and remember Azita she's telling me her story she's, she was in, in Iran Tehran She's just gotten saved. She's so excited and, and she makes a mistake. She was in a taxi and she witnesses to the cab driver about Jesus. She just couldn't hold it. Azita, cab driver says, huh? I need to get saved. Said, yeah, you know, Jesus is the Lord. is amazing. Don't tell anybody I told you this, but he's amazing. He's amazing. The cab driver was so, he was a secret police. So he drives Azita straight to secret police headquarters in Tehran and Azita for six months. She's placed in a, in a hole. The men, every night they come and they rape her one by one. After they rape her, they urinate on her. Azita said, men, sometimes, she said, my faith was weak. But I was strong. For me, that was the cost of serving Jesus. Months and months and months. They're coming back. Finally, day 45. They're going to come today. They're going to do the same thing. They're going to rape me again. But Jesus, I thank you. It's about you. I will love you. I, you know what? Now, now she's boldly preaching to them. Get saved. He loves you. As they're raping her. He loves you. Somehow she's set free. She's released. And her and her husband. Today God's given them. They've, they've led thousands and thousands of Iraqis. And, and Iranians. And Yemenis. And endless hours. Endless hours. Huperetas. Whenever I feel like Dennis. 
It's not a nice room. You're not in a nice room. There's, sometimes we're in this parts of the world where it's not comfortable. You know, I remember Azita. Dennis, it's not about you. You're called to roll. Called to roll. One more time. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it. Moses. It's all about you. It's all about you. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing. Sing that. Sing that, friends. Sing that. It's all about you. It's all about you. One more time. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0312-281-555.